Welcome to For the Love of Dharma. I'm so happy you're here. My name is Heather Love, and I'm one of the first certified Dharma coaches in the world. This podcast will help you be more joyful, remember your purpose, and live life on your terms. Get ready to get inspired. Here we go. Hi, friends, and welcome to April. I love the month of April. I have a couple times of year that I really feel energized to start new things, to declutter, and to just get things done. And April is one of them. Another one is usually the start of the new year in January, but I definitely did not have that energy this past January. And the last one for me is September because that's my birthday and that's my own personal new year. What about you? Have you been feeling the itch to clean and declutter or is it just me? I think it's kind of a symbolic thing for me because the more I clean up and make space by getting rid of things that no longer serve me, I feel the more room I'm making for the things that I truly desire. It's kind of like when you drop the dead weight of a relationship that hasn't been working for a long time and then suddenly you have all these people come out of the woodwork trying to get your attention. That's just how the universe works. Okay, let's get to today's episode. Even though the title is Time Management for Moms, I honestly think all women can benefit from this conversation. There are so many juicy nuggets that anyone who struggles with how to fit it all in will walk away with some tips and tricks to feel better. My guest today is Marissa Lonick. She's a mom of four boys, and at the time of recording this episode, they were all under the age of 10. I don't know how she does it. She's also a productivity coach, a podcaster, a keynote speaker, and an author of three books. Today, we talk about how letting go of control is uncomfortable and why we should do it anyway. We also discuss how to avoid putting yourself last and how we really should be putting our dreams first and then fitting in the rest of life, not the other way around. And we also talk about how building your own business or having a hobby is a form of self-care. I really enjoyed this conversation. So without further ado, let's welcome Marissa to the show. Hi, Marissa. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. We were just talking about how you have four boys under the age of 10. And so I'm really excited to dive into the topic of time management and how women can really live their best lives. But before I do that, I like to start all of my guest episodes by having you choose either blue or red. And I have a blue book and a red book, and I will choose a question from whichever book you choose. Oh, I love this. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with blue. Do you think you will be living the life of your dreams 20 years from now? Yes. I already think I'm living the life of my dreams. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. I feel like people who have to wait to live their dreams. I'm like, no, no, that's not how it works. You do it now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. There are things that I still strive for and that I feel like I haven't achieved yet, but I already feel deep fulfillment in a lot of what I do and kind of my, my regular life. So I'm going to say I'm there and I'm just getting even, even more there. <laughs> mm, even better, right? Every day it gets better. I love it. Yeah. 
So I would love for you to tell my listeners a little bit about what Marissa was like as a child. What was your personality like and what did you do for fun? (laughs) All right. Yeah. So as a child, I I was a straight A student. (laughs) So I, I, and it's not because I'm like naturally gifted and smart, although I do think I'm fairly intelligent. It's because I studied, like I worked, you know, I was just driven. And so I worked hard in school. I did my best and it it paid off. Was I athletic? Probably not. (laughs) I definitely played lots of different sports. You know, I'm, I'm a millennial. So I was in all the different things, like trying all the different activities, but I, I sucked at a lot of them. I loved ballet. That was one of my favorite things to do. I loved dance. I loved being creative. I've always been really creative. I liked to write stories. I liked to dance. I liked to do art. So those things have stuck with me, although I wouldn't say I'm like an amazing dancer anymore unless you give me a few drinks, but I still love to write. I'm an author, so that stayed with me. And, you know, I like to do art here and there just just for fun. Oh, that's amazing. You sound a lot like my 15-year-old daughter. She is in dance. She's been in dance for 13 years now. She loves to write stories and yeah, she just loves all of that stuff. Do you remember what you wanted to be when you grew up when you were a kid? Well, it changed a lot. I would say, you know, like every few years it was something new and different. I think in my eighth grade yearbook, I said I wanted to be a pediatrician, but I was terrible at science. Like even though I got good grades in science because I worked really hard, I really didn't like it. So once I figured out that that had to be a a big part of being a physician, I let go of that dream. I always wanted to do something though, helping people in a way that I think used my voice. Like for a while I wanted to be a teacher, then I want to be a professor. And I was a teacher. That was my first job. Yeah. I worked in global environments, you know, after that and in more of the corporate world and just was able to use my voice in communicating with people and building relationships, building trainings and things like that. I did go on a stint where I thought I'd be a fashion designer for a little while. I'm very multi-passionate, you guys. And I was finishing up my bachelor's and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I was, you know, I wasn't ready to just like step into the basic workforce. Like I was like, no, I'm, I'm more unique than this. Like I want to, I want to explore something else. So I was thinking about going to school after getting a double bachelor's degree to go to like fashion school and become a fashion designer. And I really loved fashion. I loved art. I loved travel. And I wanted to like incorporate all these things. And I realized very quickly that I hated sewing. (laughs) (laughs) And so I also let go of that one. (laughs) And then I was, I was getting ready to pursue a master's degree in Europe. I applied to a master's program in Europe. And I didn't know until about two weeks before that I'd gotten in to the program. So being a planner that I am, I've always been kind of like forward thinking. I'm like, what's my plan B here? And so I thought, well, if I don't get into this master's program, I still want to travel. Like I'm not ready to enter the workforce. So I'm going to go. My plan B is I'm going to go 
because I had been teaching group fitness classes in college. I had a lot of jobs in college. I was a waiter at a restaurant. I taught group fitness as a tutor. And I thought, I'm going to go work on a cruise ship for a year and teach fitness classes. And that's what I'll do just like for a little bit before I like settle down into like a real grown up career. Um, but I got into the master's program, so I never did it. That is such an interesting journey. You multi-passionate. I don't even think like fully <laughs> encompasses all of it. You're just, you're just crazy girl. <laughs> <laughs> My other daughter wants to be a fashion designer. So I totally understand what you're saying. And she also doesn't really like to sew, but she's just learning. I've just started to teach her how to sew this year. Oh, good. So. Yeah. Teach her to sew. <laughs> teach her to sew. <laughs> That's important. So now you are a coach for moms. So how did you go from this multi-passionate person who's going to going to school and wants to be a fashion designer and wants to go teach on a cruise ship and do all of these things? How did you get to where you are today? It doesn't make sense from the story. I mean, no. So I started my career in education. I moved into the corporate world. I was a corporate executive for many years. I was like that working mom that you envision that's like running to catch the public transportation, like the train, right? And like heels. Although I got smart after a while and I had like my commuting shoes and left my heels at work, but I was doing great things in that world and felt really fulfilled for a long time and loved what I was doing. And then felt like it started to feel a little misaligned for me. I wanted more flexibility. I wanted to be doing things I was just a little bit more passionate about during that time. Like a lot of things I loved about my work and then a lot of things, you know, you just do because it's your job. And I just felt like I didn't want to turn another year older and not be pursuing the things that really bought life to me. And it was a really challenging decision because I had been doing my business as a side hustle, not, you know, all in, I couldn't be right. But just like evening hours and weekend hours. And I was doing as much as I could in in that way and alongside my corporate career and building it. And it was great, but I wanted to be doing more and I wanted to fully step into that. So after a lot of analysis, a lot of deep thought, prayer, you name it, uh, asking for signs, seeing the signs over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, I took a leap of faith and I stepped fully into my business because it's just really where I felt my intuition calling me to go. And trust me when I say I'm the, like the most practical person you could meet. I am so, so practical. Like I probably wrote that pro con list a million times. Like I you know, questioned everything about this decision, really, really, really gave it ample thought and and review and just simply couldn't silence the intuitive nudges any longer. So that's what really was the deciding factor in the end. Like it didn't necessarily make sense in that moment to take that leap and make that happen. But it's like, I couldn't live life anymore the way it was. It just, it was something bigger than me. I love that. And I love what you said about it didn't make sense because I think we try to rationalize and find the logic in every decision that we make. And sometimes you just have to listen to that little voice inside that just won't go away. And it gets very persistent and it gets louder the more you're willing to listen to it. Yes. 
Yes, for sure. I write about this a lot, this whole journey in in my newest book, Biz Management, The Working Mom's Guide to Go from Employee to Entrepreneur, because I really feel like anyone who's on a journey in starting or growing their business or like making a career leap or anything like that, like any major shift in your life, but especially the entrepreneurial one in my experience, like it's not only an entrepreneurial journey, it is a spiritual journey. Like it is a spiritual journey, no matter what your faith, what you believe in, what it is, you have to let go of some of that control and just surrender a little bit. And that's really hard for someone like me. Who's, I am a spiritual person, but I like control. And I think a lot of moms, a lot of women, we like control because it's comfortable to us. Like we're constantly in control of making a lot of decisions every day, of being in charge, of parenting, of being in charge of your house, you know, whatever it is, a pet mom, like you name it, you are that controlling factor, that deciding factor. And to relinquish that sometimes, especially when with something so big in your life, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, hugely uncomfortable. And I absolutely agree with what you said. I think I've always been a little bit of a control freak, but I think when I became a mom, it was like 10X because now you have to be in control. You have to know what the plan is. You have to be able to prepare for any possible outcome, you know? And so it's easy to let that take over and no longer allow that surrender or that flow into your life. Yeah, for sure. To consistently remind myself and <laughs> I've been on this journey for a while. So, you know, it's not easy. Yeah. It never really goes away, but you learn to, you learn to control the need to control, right? Like <laughs> you give yourself these reminders of, you know, control is really just a reaction to fear of the unknown. And like you said, getting uncomfortable because, you know, that is such a place that people are not used to being. And when you can get comfortable being uncomfortable, like, oh my gosh, the the world just opens up for you. For women who are maybe still in a nine to five kind of situation and they have kids and they have goals that they want to reach, what kind of tips do you have for juggling all of those things so that you don't consistently put yourself on the back burner. Yeah. And it's so easy to do that because all of those things you're juggling, well, A, they don't often go as planned. So even when you create this meticulous plan of how you're going to fit in this new priority, right? Life happens and things don't always go the way you intended for them to. But we have to stop trying to like fit in our own goals and our own dreams and our own ambitions into our already very like busy AF lives. We have to actually make those things a priority and then try to fit in other things. So I would say if this is a, a real passion, a real thing you want to pursue, and chances are it is, right? Because intuitively you're getting that guidance, you're, you're hearing that, feeling that nudge. How can you solidify this into your world so that it's not something that's getting put in only when you have the time, because most days you will feel like you don't, but more so of like, it's part of you now. Uh, how can you consistently show up? So is that that you are going to 
because I deal a lot with time management, productivity, like that's how I support women in this space. And is that that you are going to, you know, develop a new morning routine for yourself that includes you dedicating 30 minutes or an hour toward working toward your business goals? Is it that you are going to, you know, instead of watching a Netflix show before bed to unwind, you're going to do this instead? Uh, is it that you are going to actually take a lunch break? How many people who work out there and just work through lunch, you know, like don't get up from their screen, like, right? You're actually going to lock the time out on your calendar, put yourself on meeting or do not disturb or whatever it is and step away from that and focus on your project, your business during that time. There are infinite number of ways that you can prioritize your business, what's important to you, even when you feel like you already are doing so much and there's no, couldn't possibly be any time to do it, as long as you treat it with that reverence, with that amount of respect, that amount of prioritization that you would for anything else in your life. Absolutely. And what do you say to... I'll say moms, especially because I hear this from moms all the time that they just don't have the energy for one more thing. Like they need quote unquote, that Netflix time. They, they Mm -hmm. don't have the energy, but they have the desire to do something else. So what do you say to them? Yeah, I love this because I, not that I love it, but I love this because I feel like when you're thinking about, if you are in this space where you feel like you're already overflowing and full, right? Like you're maxed out. And trust me, I have my days where I feel like this too, but it's not, it's not that you want to add to this. It's that you want to look at already what you're doing and see what you can kind of shift around. Because I think it's not that you are likely overwhelmed or overburdened with all the other things. It's that you're probably not doing enough of something that actually fulfills you self-care quote unquote, that is replenishing you to be able to give and have enough energy for those other things. Like you're doing all things that deplete you and you're doing nothing that fills you back up. And when you're building a business you're passionate about, that is a form of self-care that is filling yourself back up. That is Like, even though it's work, quote unquote, and it can be frustrating. And trust me, I've I've had my days, especially like I wear a lot of hats in my business. And, you know, one that I don't love is like being the IT team. And so I've had my days where, you know, things are just going wrong from a tech perspective. And I'm like, God, this is not fulfilling in this moment. But for the most part, the mission behind what I'm doing, the stuff I'm creating, it fills me up. Like, I love my work. Like, I'm excited on a Monday morning to like kick off another week. And if you can find yourself, you know, a business or even a hobby that fulfills this for you and make time and space for it, prioritize it into your days, you are going to find that all those other things that you maybe once dreaded doing, like, and you were like feeling like you were walking through the mud to get through them. You're going to be sprinting through them with so much energy, so much motivation, like no no issue at all. Like it is going to have an effect on every other part of your life. I love that so much. And, you know, I, I've told this story before, but when the pandemic hit, I was actually very grateful because it allowed me to work from home. I worked in corporate for 20 years until the summer of 2021. And by working from home, by not having to get my kids to go to school, because they were also at home, I didn't have to really shower, you know, anything in the mornings it allowed me to 
completely changed my mornings so that I had time to read. I had time to meditate. I had time to journal and I didn't have the hectic chaos of trying to get kids up for school and everything that came along with that. Now it's just a habit, but you have to be very conscious of making those changes. And I was lucky enough that I was able to do that because of the pandemic. And I understand that different people have different situations, but being able to recognize where your priorities are so that you can make the changes to feed yourself because you won't be able to help others, like you said, if you're not filled up also. Yeah. And I think you said something really important just now is that you have to know what your, like, you have to know how you want to spend your time, right? You have to know what those priorities are. You have to have that because if you don't, what happens is as busy as you feel, and we all get these free pockets of time, no matter how busy we are, no matter how many things are on our to-do list, no matter what, how many kids you have, what it doesn't matter. But as busy as you are, we all get these free pockets of time throughout the day. And when we, when we know what those priorities are, we can fill those lulls with things that are actually filling us up. And when we don't, we end up filling them with garbage and we end up, you know, ending the day feeling defeated, feeling like we didn't actually get anything done or like we weren't as productive as we would have liked, or we didn't get started on that, you know, big thing that we want to do because we couldn't have the laser focus because we didn't know what those, what those steps actually were. Yeah. And, you know, I heard a shocking statistic not that long ago, and I'm sure there's some exceptions to it, but that the average person spends six hours a day on social media, six hours. Like that is insane to me. And I know, I don't think I spend six hours, but I probably spend two or three, you know, and some of it is for my business, but not all of it, you know, some of it is garbage and like the Netflix and chill, you know, like people just want to zone out and I think you can do those and still be able to write down the things that are important to you, write down the goals that you want to accomplish, things that you would like to see for yourself and write down how you want to feel, you know, and that's really, I think, where you can start to make decisions because you won't get in this, oh, I've got 30 minutes. I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to go scroll Facebook. And instead you can look at your list and be like, oh, well, I think I can do that thing in 30 minutes, you know, and you're going to feel so much better when it's all said and done. For sure. Yeah. And I, and I think there's something to be said. I want to make note of you need downtime. Nobody's saying that you shouldn't, you know, watch a show on Netflix or you shouldn't give yourself space to just do nothing. Like girlfriend, we all need downtime. Okay. And downtime is actually productive, right? Because your brain needs a break. You need to rest sometimes. But I will say there's a big difference when you're doing this with intention versus when you're doing it because you don't actually know what you should be doing during that time. So at the end of the day, if I know I've done what I wanted to do, if I know I'm really drained or I didn't get a good night's sleep the night before, or, you know, God knows what goes down in this house. We got four kids, like, Sometimes it just doesn't go as planned. Oftentimes it doesn't go as planned. You know, there are some nights where maybe I just need to intentionally give myself a break because I know I need one. And then there are other nights where I got to get something done and I, you know, had to shift it around or I just intended to do it at that time for whatever reason. And that's what it is. But I think the intentionality piece is really the most important factor there. 
Yeah, for sure. And it's such a great reminder. We do need downtime. You know, I take a nap every day, every single day. I don't think there is a day I miss. I take a 20, 30 minute nap because it's what I need to recharge so that I can be my best and so that I can continue to do the things that I need to do to move myself forward and my business forward and my family forward and all of those things. Do you have a typical, I'll say typical, quote unquote, typical day? Like what does your normal day kind of look like? Yeah, I would say I like to start my day with a morning routine. I think this is really important, really crucial. Um, I have a whole podcast episode on like my tips for morning routine. But for me, what I like to stick to, I don't have this like lengthy long stretched morning amount of time. Cause I'm not willing to wake up at like 4am these days, but I wake up around, you know, six, I try and get a workout in. That's important to me. It gives me more energy during the day. It's hard. Sometimes I get it. Um, I have to do it at home because I have sleeping children here, but I try to get a workout in during that time. I'll either listen to a podcast or, you know, some of my favorite jams or an audiobook or something that just feels really good for me. I don't look at my social during that time. I don't watch the news during that time. I really want to bring into my day something positive during that me time in the morning. Okay. So I don't even like to check my email really before I've like gotten ready for my day. I hydrate. I think this is so under underrated out there, you guys. Like Stop starting your day with a cup of coffee and start having a glass of water before you caffeinate. I had someone on my show when I first started it and she said, we dehydrate while we sleep. Like the simple act of breathing is dehydrating us. And it makes sense because think about what is the first thing you do when you wake up, you use the bathroom. So hydrating is so important. So I try to make sure I have like a full glass of water. Sometimes I get fancy and I put a little lemon in it. And if, if I've got additional time, like, cause I, I get ready most days. I'm like, I try and like look the part and show up as like the version of myself. I want to show up as some days, all my stuff is behind the scenes and I don't, I don't look like I look today, but <laughs> other days, you know, I try to show up as the version of myself. I want to, I want to be, if there's time during those, that early, early morning, I will do like a little journaling or like a little reading or something. But usually I have to do that later because then it's like go time and time to like start getting kids ready for school and all that comes with that. So, you know, I think you can institute a morning routine for yourself, even if you have got five or 10 minutes, just doing one thing for yourself in the morning, like even drinking that glass of water before your feet hit the, the ground or, you know, listening to one song and just clearing your mind, like whatever it can look like for you. But I would highly recommend spending a little time with yourself, doing something for yourself first thing in the morning before, if you're a parent, your little humans are coming in demanding things that they need before you're caring for others, a pet, a kid, a spouse, anybody. Yeah. That I am totally guilty of the drinking coffee first thing before I even think about water. (laughs) And I know I should be drinking water. So maybe you have inspired me to at least get, I'll start small. I'll get like a half a glass of water. (laughs) Yeah. Just try a tiny habit. Like, you know, after I 
open my eyes, like have it on your night table. After I open my eyes, I will drink this half a glass of water, like before I get out of bed, you know, like make it into a little habit every day. Mm, Yeah. I love that. So I know you mentioned you have a book and you have a podcast. I would love for you to tell my listeners a little bit more about those. Yes. So the podcast is called the Mama Work It Podcast. It is all about the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life, all the lives, all the hats you wear. And yeah, I think it's a pretty damn good show. I mean, it's (laughs) we've got amazing guests. We've got solo episodes. Uh, We've got about 65 episodes to date. And yeah, you can binge those. You can check them out. Follow. Uh, That's on my website. It's at mamaworkit.com slash podcast. And mama is spelled M-A-M-A. And then um, I have several books uh, I would love to share. So my first book is called Time Momagement, How to Get the Time You Need to Do the Things You Want. And you guessed it. It is all about managing your time as a busy mom. Uh, There's great tips in there, great hacks, funny stories, vulnerable stories. And yeah, it's just it's a fun read and I think a helpful read if you are a mom that's feeling any sort of overwhelm and unsure just how to how to get things in order for yourself so that you can prioritize what's important to you. Uh, I've got a journal planner that is called Word to Your Mother, A Mama's Guide to Journal Today and Slay Tomorrow. And that is a wonderful 15 minute, no more than 15 minute, trust me, because I know we're busy. Uh, exercise that I encourage moms to do every night before bed where they can reflect on their day and really think about, you know, how it went and do a little bit of guided journaling. This has been called the journal for non-journalers. So if you're someone who's like all anti-journaling, this might be for you. And then think about your next day and set intention for that, you know, plan out some important things you want to get done. Think about how you want to feel all of those good things. So there's that. And then my newest book just came out this month. It is called Biz Management, The Working Mom's Guide to Go from Employee to Entrepreneur. And like we chatted about earlier, if you are someone who is looking to start, grow your business, make the leap from employee to entrepreneur, you know, this book was definitely written for you. It shares a lot of my personal journey, a lot of things that worked for me, things that I encourage you to do. Uh, things that didn't work too. And, you know, just a really heartfelt personal, personal book that I'm excited to put out there into the world. Oh my gosh. Congratulations on your newest baby. (laughs) And I love all the titles. They're so catchy and creative. I love that so much. And you mentioned in one of your books about setting intentions. I think it was the journal setting intentions doesn't get enough love. You know, to me, it's so important. And you said, uh, you know, you have moms do it at night. I do it in the morning, but I really set the intention of sometimes it's what I want to get done that day, but more often than not, it's how I want to feel that day and the energy I want to bring into the day. Because, you know, for instance, the other day I had a whole list of things I was going to do and my little one, threw up at school and I had to go pick her up and stay home with her, you know? So we kind of threw all of my to do's out the window and my day looked completely different, but my energy was the same. You know, I was like, I'm going to have a good day and okay. So 
she wasn't feeling awesome, but I could still bring that energy to let me help make you feel better. And I could still be a positive energy in the room, even if she wasn't feeling amazing. So I love that you have mom set intentions because I think it's so important. Yeah, I think that I, I agree. I think my whole mantra, you know, when I teach coach time management is when you feel good, you do good. And what I mean by that is when you feel your best, when you feel really aligned, when you just feel like, you know, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, your best self, you are more productive. You are more motivated. You have more energy. Like you're able to show up in such a amazing way. So I'm all about the feels, <laughs> even though when you think of time management, you think of like really rigid spreadsheets or schedules, like sure. It's good to have tools. It's good to have organization and that's important and crucial, but it's also about how you feel. Like I don't want at the end of the day to feel like, okay, I checked everything off my list, but I felt like crap going through it all day long. I want to feel like really good about getting through those tasks, even when I don't love doing them. So that's my whole philosophy. Mm, absolutely. And I will make sure I link everything for my listeners in the show notes, but I know you also have a free mini course available. Did you want to tell my listeners about that? I would love to. Yes. It's called time management, the free five-day experience. It is a totally free mini course that you can sign up for right on my website. And I'm sure you'll have the link in your show notes as well. And really it is if you are a mom who is feeling any sort of overwhelm right now and how you're managing your time, how you're structuring your day, how you're able to pursue something that maybe you feel too busy to be able to do, this is a great start for you. So again, it's called the time management free five-day experience. And I would love, 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 love to uh, share that with you. Amazing. And yes, I will make sure I put everything in the show notes for my listeners. So before I let you go, this conversation has been so amazing and it's going to be so helpful for so many people, but I love to ask my guests five rapid fire questions so that my listeners can get to know you a little bit better. You don't have to answer quickly. Just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Yes. Let's do it. All right. What is something you do for fun? Hmm. Well, I like to bake because I, I have a sweet tooth. I like to hike or walk or sometimes jog outdoors. I like to shop. <laughs> I'm going to be real. Shopping does feel like therapy sometimes for me if I'm shopping for myself. And that's that. Actually, I like to buy gifts for people too. I like to shop in general. Yeah. yeah. Same. <laughs> okay. All right. What is something you're excited about right now? I'm excited about my new book because it just came out and I feel like people are starting to like you know, now read it and go through it. And just hearing the feedback and hearing the impact is really exciting me even more. So I'm super excited about that. It's not like you need the validation, but it's nice to have it when people find it and they love it. And it just makes you feel really good. Well, it's like, you know, it's not even about the validation. It's like, I wrote the book to create a positive impact and when I see that the positive impact is actually happening, it's just like, it makes the fulfillment that much higher. All right. How would your best friend describe you? Hmm. Ambitious, organized, funny, 
and fun. I think you have to be organized if you have four kids under the age of 10. (laughs) I don't know how you could like manage life otherwise. All right. What does the world need more of? Well, I mean, I'm going to say love because that's just what comes to my mind. But people just unapologetically being themselves, but hopefully in like a really nice way and not obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there's room to do both, right? Like yeah. you can, you can be your authentic self and be kind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like, you know, not do anything like illegal or harmful to people, but be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your younger self? Stop worrying. <laughs> Stop overthinking and worrying and just know it's going to be all good. If only it was that easy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think, again, going back to that surrender and releasing control, like stop worrying. It's all going to be fine. It's all working out exactly how it's supposed to. And I'll just make note here, like I still have to tell myself this sometimes, right? Like I have not reached euphoria where I just like go through life day in and day out knowing like everything's going to be great. No, I have to give myself pep talks sometimes and that's okay. And you can too. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Marissa, I have loved chatting with you and getting to know you. This has been such a great conversation. It's going to help so many women and so many moms, and I can't wait for them to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed our conversation too. I really encourage you to find those pockets of time that Marissa mentioned. Your first priority should be to rest if you need it. Rest can be productive, so don't discount that or feel guilty about it. And then once you're rested, use those pockets of time to do something that really fills your cup. Marissa gave a lot of good examples in the episode. It doesn't have to be complicated. Just something you enjoy is perfect. I'm happy to say that in the time since we recorded this episode, I kept getting more and more information about how important it is to drink water first thing in the morning. So now I try to drink at least eight ounces, but 16 if I can, before I have any coffee. I also read that drinking coffee first thing in the morning can spike your cortisol levels, which is a bad way to start the day. So I've been trying to wait one hour after waking up before I drink any coffee. I'm not perfect at it, but I've been doing pretty well. And I do think it has been preventing the crash that I would usually get before noon. So if you need a sign to drink more water, especially in the morning, this is it. Links to connect with Marissa, including her link tree, her podcast, and her Instagram are in today's show notes. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star rating and review. We need people to have more conversations that matter, and by leaving a review, you help my podcast get seen by more people. Thanks so much for listening. Have a magical day. This podcast episode is brought to you by Prompts to Purpose, my free workbook that will help you stop spinning your wheels and start remembering your gifts. Inside, you'll find 25 journal prompts to get you thinking about things in a new way so that you can find your purpose and start living the life of your dreams. If you're ready to dive in, get on my email list by clicking on the link in the show notes or in my Instagram bio, and I'll send it over. Come on in and see what everyone is talking about. 